sometimes I, when I see an opportunity about this, like really wrong ideas being put out there by ostensibly religious and faithful Jews and Jews who, by the way, are of the type that are producing our soldiers, the communities that are producing soldiers who are fighting for us, they should at least know what they're doing. So I wanted to introduce this with uh, a question about a particular someone in mentioned in the book of Bamidbar who is unique in that Das Mikra, for example, could not tell us what his name means. Normally, Hebrew names are pretty straightforward. You know, Gamli El. You know, means to do something good for someone else. Gimilut Hasadim is to do acts of kindness. Gamli El means, you know, the one who's doing this kindness to me is God. Right? Shimon has to do with God hearing. Right? Yehuda is from meaning give thanks to God, etc. There is a name here in uh, Bamidbar, Nahbi uh, ben Wofsi. And Dasbikr can't say, I don't know what that means. Nahbi would be my Nahav, Nun Chet Bet. That's not a recognized Shoresh in Hebrew. And normally when they say, well, you don't recognize a Shoresh, maybe it's something in Akkadian, Syriac, Babylonian, something, Egyptian, Arabic. Well, no, that's that's not it. So you put on the word nun chet bet doesn't mean it's a nachbi they couldn't figure out. And wolfsi would be my wofes or my yofes. And there is no such Hebrew word. And they also they don't offer a cognate from another ancient language. So it means my wofes or my yofes. And this name is mysterious. It doesn't I haven't seen any, anybody suggest what it means. Maybe it's a gematria. That's a volatile type of thing. It's a gematria for something, a medrash. But there's nothing really there shot explaining what his parents were thinking when they gave him the name Nachbi and what his grandparents are thinking when they gave his father the name Wufsi. All the other names that occur on this list have obvious Hebrew roots and meanings. Except for this one. It's like Arpach Shad. In the list from Adam to Avramavinu, every single name is a clearly Hebrew name with a meaning. Except for Arpach Shad. Which sounds pretty weird, right? It sounds uh, like uh, it sounds Persian, okay? It doesn't. It sounds like Persian from two thousand years afterwards. By the way, when it's supposed to have taken place, so it's a very strange name. Okay, so what did Nachbi ben Vofsi say? What was his shtick? What what was he known for saying? The answer is uh, he was one of the spies. He was the spy for Shevet Naftali, and his report was: uh, We came to the land that you told us to. Uh, you know, you sent us to. Told Moses this. Yes, it is a land flowing with milk and honey. And by the way, here's its fruit. Amazing fruit. However, we have a very bold nation dwelling in the land. We are the cities, highly fortified. The children of the giant we've seen there. Oh, there's giants. They live in Hebron. Pretty, pretty, pretty uh Pretty formidable foe. Amalek Yoshev Baritz and Egev. Amalek dwells in the south. What else? The Hittites, Jebusites, Amorites dwell in the hill country, and the Canaanites dwell upon the sea, and in the Jordan Valley. So it's a Canaanite sandwich. Each uh, group had its own place. So what has he known about all of these? They knew. They no. They went. They went. They went all the. They had forty days to go from 
you know, Kadesh. No, they apparently or they went together. But either way, they report to each other. They they saw that, you know, in order to get to Levo Hamath, which is all the way in the north, you have to pass through all these things. Yeah. So it doesn't make mention of the Girgashite, by the way, or the Hivite. By the way, these are the more major ones. The Amorites and Canaanites are going to be the most warlike ones. And the Hittites have their own empire well north of Eretz Israel. Matter of fact, that's the main body. That's The Hittites are mostly in what's now Turkey. But there was a Hittite group around Hebron, for example. So those are called B'nai Chit also. And Kalev had to answer them. And they said, continuing, after they had been interrupted by Kalev, who said, we could still do this. From what Khalif says, you understand they're basically trying to discourage everybody. And he said, We can't do this. No, practice. Practically speaking, we cannot win. If we try to invade Eretz Israel now in the situation, or it's Canaan as it was called back then, we try to invade now with our 600,000, a little bit more strong force of inexperienced fighting men. We are going to lose. Right? That's what he's saying. We cannot do this. Oh, no, no, you're getting ahead. I'm, I'm talking about what happened 3,000 years ago. Yes. Okay. Because they're, they're afraid. Oh, uh-huh. So they continue. It's. We are going to lose. And that's what the people respond in Parshas Devarim, Moshe Rabin, who says, and basically, you're discouraged. You realize that you were told your report was zero percent chance we are going to lose this. So now you're understanding that basically what the Moraglim said, including Nachbi Ben Vavsi, was despite the fact, or regardless, we're not going to get into whether or not we have a commandment to wage this war, or whether or not God has promised us this land, or whether or not we are going to win because God has promised to let us win, or miracles. Or just the fact that we've been commanded. Okay? Those are not the issue. The issue is it cannot be done. It cannot, well, it's an impossibility. So I humbly offer that Nachbi Ben Vavsi is Rabbi Dr. Natan Slifkin. And that answers the question. Because that's exactly what he wrote last week. Doesn't, you know, he said, regardless about the moral issue, the ethical issue, and as I was trying to point out, what about what the Torah says we should be doing? He said, no, it's, this is just a simple thing. What you are saying to do, we are fighting a war in Gaza, but that whole thing that, and by the way, now say goodbye to the Gazans, you can't, that just can't be done. That's impractical. That's, yeah. so basically he's saying what they said. And this has been said by Jews who've been misguided. I don't think, by the way, many people are shogging him in this case. The people who were the spies, they were plotting this at least according to the way the Medrash has it, they were plotting this for the entire time they were doing this. They had made a, this this conscious decision among themselves, and they had weeks to prepare what they had to say. It wasn't something that came up spontaneously. I can understand that some Jew reads the news, hears what's going on. He might even have, God forbid, his own children in the line of fire right now, so he's come to this conclusion it can't be done. So he's under duress. That's you know He didn't, he didn't think this through. But here we have 10 men a deliberate body of people who are supposed to be leaders and Talmud Muhammad comes to such a conclusion, they are held accountable for such a decision. So that's a, that, that's why uh, there's a distinction. So what do you want to say about that? No? Um, just yeah. it, it seems to be 
same issue with many people who try to use their own uh, methods of deduction to decide whether it's proper or not to do certain things, as opposed to learning the laws and commandments of what we have to follow that. Yeah. I think it probably stems more from uh, lack of I don't I, I don't want to blame anybody, you know. I don't want to get on uh, Slifkin's case, by the way. I certainly don't want him to start attacking me personally. I'm just trying to point out that that which he's saying doesn't hold up. Sometimes what you're trying to say, the Torah says to do something, and in this case they are faulted. They shouldn't have tried coming up with a practical uh, calculation. They were supposed to just tell the people, here's how we're going to go do it, because God says so. And he's promised us, promised us and by the way, he promised us then, and the promise is still out there now. If we do this shame shemayim, or at least with the you know together, and we know we can, we will win. That's a promise. We shall be the new Israel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, and that's what our history shows. So we cannot, we're not supposed to have these considerations even because they distract us. 